This is Beyond the Craft. I'm Steve. I'm John. And uh, that was just some generic Chinese music. <laughs> Welcome to the bathhouse. <laughs> yeah. Basically bathhouse music, yes. Right. Uh, we always all have a candle going right now, too, so I feel like I should be like wrapped in a towel and getting a steam treatment yeah, or like something. some cucumbers and some shit on your face or whatever. <laughs> cucumbers yeah. and shit on your face. <laughs> It's, a, it's an experimental uh, Chinese thing that they're doing yeah. now. It's cucumbers and shit on your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we're uh, we're doing Iron Monkey. Yeah, uh, it was a great movie from um, actually way back in the day, nineteen ninety three. Uh, yeah, that's when it came out. That's not when we watched it. No, no, we watched it like two thousand, two thousand one, something yeah. like that. I've seen it at a movie. Uh, store and it's like uh, Quentin Tarantino uh, presents Iron Monkey. Basically, he just produced it to come to America. Right. Uh, so, you know, I was like, oh, it must be pretty good then. And it was. It's a pretty awesome movie. It's one of my favorite martial arts movies now. So, uh, before we get into detail about it, I found this list. We've done this before on the show, but I don't... I don't know if it's an episode that's actually posted. So, because it was the early phases of our show. Uh, but this is actually an unbiased list. No one on this is from me. I found a list of uh, personal opinion of people that uh, people that were the greatest martial arts in film. And I, ex- I excluded Bruce Lee. So he's not on this list. What? Uh, just to make it fair. Because if Bruce Lee was on the list, then he would win. That's why I did it. Oh, okay. right, yeah. <laughs> You know, it just it just doesn't make it interesting. Right, yeah. It's kind of like, well, Bruce is going to win. This is kind of boring. Yeah, so uh, it's it's eight names that I added. The list was a little bit longer, but I added the eight best that I thought of uh, out of the 20 or whatever they had on there. Um, so um, we did a tournament like this before. Just, just to start the Iron Monkey, because, you know, there's a lot of, like, Fighting and everything in our monkey. Yeah. Uh, so the oh, names. I remember this. I remember us doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the like the, the the tournament of like martial artists against. Yeah. This one's going to be a little bit shorter. I think the other one's a little was a little bit longer. So. Um, this is going to be a bit of a refresh. Yeah, just like a refresh. Like I said, I don't even know if that episode's. Put, I think it was one of our way older episodes, like when we first started. And that was a and good we were segment. on bullshit SoundCloud. <coughs> yeah. So a lot of that, a lot of that stuff's not even here. So, um, just right off the bat, we'll just do uh, Michael Jai White. Um, Michael Jai White versus Sammo Hung. Ooh, versus Sammo. Oh, man. Okay. Is it? Because Michael Jai is like one of the. Uh, best modern martial artist that's that's in there, but Samo was a pretty badass dude. Yeah, in uh, his day. Um, see, that was difficult for me because my brain would immediately think, well, Michael J. White, because he's you know he's more agile than Samo is. But I'm like, Samo for his size was always pretty agile. It's pretty great martial artist, and just yeah. because you're big doesn't mean you win. But having said that. If I had to put a money money on a fight between Michael Jai White and Sammo Hung, I would take Michael. 
Yeah, I would probably say Michael J. White. Okay, so Sammo, no shade against Samo because I do like Samo. No, he's a legend. Cool. Yeah, he's he, awesome. He, he definitely beat our asses. Yeah, he would definitely beat the fuck out of both of us. So no, no shade against him. Okay, so uh, Jean Claude Van Damme versus Tony Jaa. Versus Tony Jaa. Oh, oh, you had to make that fucking difficult as shit, didn't you? I, as oh. much as I love both of them, I think this one is more obvious to me. I, I, I think Jean-Claude Van Damme wins the fight against Tony Jaa. Say, oh man, I don't know. I'm kind of torn on this one because Tony Jaa's a bad mofo. He's a badass dude. Yeah, he's a badass dude. I almost think his speed, he might be a little bit faster than Jean-Claude. But Jean-Claude hits you. You're gonna be feeling mm. it. I don't the know. Damage. I, I don't know if Tony Jaa has ever done anything that made me believe that he was faster than Jean Claude at Jean Claude in his twenties. Oh, if you're going like Jean Claude in his prime, it's we're JCVD. not saying. Yeah, we're not saying Tony Tony Jaa now versus Jean Claude Van Damme now. So you're talking about like kickboxer prime, era, yeah. Van Damme, Bloodsport era. Oh, then JCVD, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if if you're going by like just straight up like th- these people in their prime when they're yeah, their absolutely, peak. that's what we're going. Okay, because okay. I part, I don't for some reason I kept thinking like you were trying to do this now, and I'm like some like Samo's like in his sixties now. <laughs> so let's do this one. We'll do uh, Donnie Yen versus Jackie Chan. This one's actually easy for me, Donnie. That's not as easy for me. I think Jackie Chan's the better martial artist. I I don't know. I feel like Donnie Yen is. And, and it's not to say that I don't like Jackie or that I don't think Jackie has talent. He obviously does. He's a badass martial artist. Well, one of the reasons that I think Jackie's one of them is because Bruce Lee thought he was one of the most the best martial artist at his age. Yeah. Whenever Bruce Lee met well, he Jackie even, Chan, and I was like, well, if Bruce Lee says Jackie Chan's is a beast, then Jackie Chan's a beast. Right. I have to go to Jackie Chan on that one. Are we going to be split on that one? <sighs> Somebody has to lose. So somebody just, has to lose. But I'm I, like, it's fucking Donnie Yen, though. Like, it's the, this is difficult because it's like they're both great martial artists. I almost feel like that one should be a draw. <laughs> but there are no draws here. No, you can't. It can't be a draw. Either Jackie Chan wins, or Donnie Yen wins. I think you're thinking of Jackie Chan off of like the bunch of gimmick stuff that he does to make movies fun. But if you're going by his actual martial artist, oh no, I know he's he's yeah, like a he's a real martial artist. martial artist. Yeah. I mean, all you have to do is just look at like Legend, Legend the Drunken Master, and you're like, that dude's legit. Yeah, I you mean, know, he, like, who am I? He's great, yeah. and who am I? He does some really cool shit in that movie. You know, just progress it, just to progress it along. I'll give you this one. I'll let I'll let you have the Donnie Yen, and I'll eliminate Jackie Chan. Even though I, I think Jackie Chan would have beat him in a fight back in the day. Um. Uh. All right. So the next one. Is uh, Chuck Norris versus Jet Li? Oh, um, um, and I love Chuck, but I'm gonna have to go Jet on that. But that's if you're talking about like you know, like Way of the Dragon era Chuck when he's like still well, pretty damn. We're young talking and about he's them in their prime. like a multiple karate champion. Jet uh, Li's one of my favorite martial artists of all time. Chuck back in the day but though. Chuck had a draw with Bruce Lee in a real fight. 
So I, I have to go Chuck Norris on this one. You're going to say Chuck? Well, since I got Donnie Yen, we'll say Chuck on this one. Because, so I mean, just... Jet Li never had the opportunity to fight Bruce. But if he did... I mean, who the fuck knows? <laughs> right, I mean, who knows? Bruce is kind of like the measuring stick here. So, okay, then we'll go to this. We'll have to go to... Um, let's put... Let's put... Uh, Michael Jawai White versus Donnie Yen. Um, I still gotta stick with my boy Donnie, though. Yeah, I think I have to go with Donnie on that one too. Because I mean, Michael uh, J. White, like he's, I mean, you know, no, no bullshit. The dude is a great martial artist. Now I, I haven't think, said that. If you were like in an octagon ring or something, Michael J. White would win. Oh, if you're in like, if you're doing like mixed martial arts, you know, like in a in like cage fighting with like you yeah. know. You know, gloves and stuff like that. Michael J. White definitely would win that. But if it's just like a straight up martial arts fight, Donnie, especially with all the Wing Chun that he knows from doing It Man and all the other styles that he's done over the years, um, uh, it, that that would be. I would have to give the edge to Donnie if they're in a cage. Yeah, Michael J. White. So okay, <laughs> for sure. So then that puts Jean Claude Van Damme versus Chuck Norris. Oh fuck. <laughs> Oh boy, that's a pretty heavy hitter, isn't it? Yeah. How the fuck do we figure that one out? I think we just got to go with old Chucky. I think we just got to go with old Chucky Norris there. Uh, <laughs> old Chucky Norris. We'll just we'll just say it's because of Jean Claude was on too much cocaine <laughs> at the time. Yeah. Uh, but that would be a damn good fight. Oh yeah, imagine seeing uh, like you know kickboxer bloodsport era JCVD. Versus like Chuck Norris, like in the like eighties Chuck Norris, eighties Chuck Norris, like the baddest motherfucker. Like everybody knows Chuck Norris now is like the happy go lucky old dude, but back in the day, or Walker Texas Ranger, maybe he was fierce as hell. Yeah. So that puts Chuck Norris up against Donnie Yen, and uh, I gotta say it's probably Chuck Norris. Oh, man, see, and I, 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 don't, want, I don't think I want to stick Yen, with my boy Donnie. But I don't think Donnie Yen could beat Chuck Norris in his prime in the eighties. Uh, well, the thing that I think that would be different is that Chuck would have had so much more strength than I think Donnie would have had. Donnie was always great on technique, and he's very, very good on technique. And Chuck had one but of the Chuck most had powerful the power. kicks of yeah of any like yeah. Because I think even Bruce like, said that like when he fought. When he fought him in Way of the Dragon, that he was like, he was like, yeah, he's like, I, he's like, you know, he's, he's kicking me and he's taking some of it off and it still hurts. Yeah. Because he's, he's not, because, I mean, they're trying to do the stunts and they're trying to get the choreography right. And he's like, he, he's like, he's legit. He, he definitely is. So, uh, Chuck Norris wins our little mini tournament and, uh, all that to set up the joke for our next episode in Dodgeball. Fucking Chuck Norris. Fucking Chuck Norris. Uh, uh, the the budget of Iron Monkey was eleven million and made fourteen million in the box office. It's really it's really not a movie that was made for box office. Uh, a lot of these martial arts films aren't like made for box office success, or at least not in America usually. Because I mean, this is well, this is worldwide. That was Uh, okay, but the uh, 
it says worldwide, but it didn't actually come out in theaters in America. No, it was because, only released on like DVD. Like yeah, like we got it like seven six year, years later, six or seven years seven later, years, something six, like seven that. Seven years yeah. later, yeah. So there was no way for it to actually ever come out in the box office. So I can only assume that that means that it only came out in theaters in China. Yeah, China and maybe a little bit in Japan, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So or like, I I don't know for sure because it's really hard to find like uh, information on like Chinese release films. Yeah, well, and also, like, the especially like, back in, like, 1993, I don't know how much of that they were keeping up with. Well, they're still they're still very... I mean, I think they were keeping up with it. They're just keeping it to themselves. Right. Because China's very, like... As big as they are, they're very secretive. You know, because they're still mostly kind of communist. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> you know, uh, it's just... It's, it's really hard to get information from China. So, <laughs> I mean, the uh, Iron Monkey is the prequel to Once Upon a Time in China. So, uh, it's telling you a different story. Yeah. Once um, Upon a Time in China is a great, like, trilogy. Like, if you can find it on, like, Blu-ray or DVD, I have a DVD copy of it because I'm not sure if I ever found a Blu-ray of it. If I could ever find a, a trilogy of... Once Upon a Time in China, like on Blu-ray, with you know maybe a little bit better picture quality, it, they're fucking great movies. They they wanted to make it a sequel, but Jet Li didn't want to play the character again. Ah, uh, he was like, I'm kind of over this character right now because I've played him for so long. Yeah, because he played Wang Fei Hung for like three movies. Yeah, it was like his, you know, it helped start his career and. That was he kinda... played him, and then they were like, yeah, we want to make another one, but set in a little bit of the future, and he's just like, I, I don't want to play the I character. I just kind of want to do some different stuff. Yeah, he wanted to do some different stuff. Because so then, then they... he ended up doing the um, the Swordsman after this? Well, yeah, after yeah, he yeah. Did those? 93 yeah. would have been around the Swordsman, and then like... Uh... Black Mask? Yeah, there was a couple other movies there. I think Black Mask was 95. That was a little bit later. Yeah. yeah. It was around the same era, though. Yeah. Um, but Black Mask is kind of borrows a little bit from Iron Monkey. Yeah, as far as like the the kind of like the vigilante part of it. Yeah, Wong Fei Hung is a very famous real character. Yeah, real guy. And there's uh, father Wong Ki Ying. Wong Ki Ying, which is yeah, this uh, over a hundred films have been made about this character alone. Right. Like either either he was like a sub character or a main character. Like mm-hmm. like this this dude is super super popular. Yeah, it's kind of like how we sort of romanticize like figures in the old west, like people that play like Wyatt Earp and stuff like that. Billy the yeah. Kid. Billy and, the yeah. Kid, and um, you know all those like uh, great uh, you know legends from like the old west and stuff like that. Uh, you know, that's because like the Western legends are kind of like what we have is sort of like American legends. And I remember Tarantino saying that, you know, he was like when he he's like when you see Wong Fei Hung and Iron Monkey and he's like 13, you know, he was like, you know, he's like, imagine seeing, you know, like this, like a 13, 14 year old boy. And you're like. 
that's gonna be Clint Eastwood's character from like the Man with No Name trilogy. That's him as a teenager, and he's like, that's the same kind of impact as like, wow, that dude's gonna be a fucking legend when he gets older. See, that's one of those things. Like, I hope westerns never try to do if they're trying to come back. It's like, yeah, let's make a pre- prequel to uh, the you know the the um, good, the bad, and the ugly. Or... Well, the good and bad, and the ugly was actually. The last of it. People yeah. always remember that one, but it's um, uh, a fistful of dollars. And That's a few dollars, it, and for a few dollars and more. And a few dollars more was two, and then the good and bad and the ugly was actually the end of it. Right, yeah. So, uh, people always remember that one because it's kind of the conclusion, but there was two to set it up. Mm-hmm. And that, that last movie wouldn't have been as epic because I, I love that trilogy. That trilogy is probably... There wasn't really any Western trilogies back in the day. No. And then when Clint did it in the spaghetti Western style and had like these like amazing like, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, you know, they had these amazing actors, you know, you, you they cast it like, you know, Mexicans in it and they, you know, some Italians were in it and. You know, like a bunch of different cultures were in these movies. Yeah, you'd have no, some Native Americans in it too. Yeah, Native Americans was always. With it. I always remembered like the the, the Clint Eastwood movie. Uh, it was called The Outlaw Josie Wells. Yeah, it had a bunch of Native Americans in that movie, like real Native Americans, not yeah. people pretending to be. Yeah. So like, whenever they would do these movies, it'd always be like really diverse and stuff like that. Which so, for the time was like you know pretty groundbreaking. You know, and Clint liked to do stuff like that, and you always, like, hear now because, you know, our culture's just, you know, fucked, and if you, <laughs> if you think anything, if you, if you think anything different than what you, if anyone thinks anything different than what you believe, then you're just like, ah, oh, you're, you're a piece of crap or whatever. It's like, you know, uh, Clint Eastwood's a Republican, um, you know, and... You know he has his own own beliefs or whatever. He's not really a Trump supporter though. He I think he likes Bloomberg more, but that's not gonna happen. Uh, <laughs> well, it's the same thing with like Arnold. You know Arnold's a Republican, and we love the shit out of Arnold. So, you know. It's, but he uh, also doesn't really like. Well, he, I think he probably would have been on his side until the whole, you know, caging up kids and stuff. And yeah, he wasn't very happy about that. No, I guess what we're trying to say is vote Arnold president. Right, <laughs> even though it technically can't happen, well, uh, he he's lived here long enough. Yeah, but you haven't been bored in the United States. Although I do think, uh, just as a quick side note, if you've lived in America for thirty-five years, you should be able to run for president because you would have been, you know, would you would have lived here as long as somebody who was born here and could run for president, you know. But anyway, <laughs> but as far as like our monkey goes. It's uh, one thing that I also thought was interesting about a lot of like martial arts movies too is that uh, you're talking about like uh, like in those old spaghetti westerns they they would hire Mexican actors they would hire Native American actors and they'd have you know some diversity there very diverse um, one of the things that's pretty cool about uh, martial arts movies a lot of times is that they are getting actors that are not just Chinese they're getting you know Taiwanese actors they're getting actors from Korea. They like to get, you know, actors from wherever, you know, from that region, you know, as long as you can 
as long as you can do the fights and the choreography and everything, you know, it's they try to include the other countries because there's a lot of those actors. Like I'll look them up and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that dude from like the Shaw Brothers movies. Look it up and it's like Taiwan, Taiwan, Korea, and I'm like, they're not even Chinese and they're they played like a Chinese person for their entire career, <laughs> like a Chinese character, you know. But uh, it, as far as like Iron Monkey goes. <laughs> Um, one of the things about this movie is that like there hasn't been like a ton of people that watched it and then went on IMDb to bitch about it. So if you look at um, uh, this one is from uh, April of 2002, um, and this is made uh, by Marshmallow Buddha. <laughs> you know, a, a Buddha made out of marshmallows would actually be pretty delicious. But anyway. Uh, but it says Buddha made out of marshmallows. Right, yeah. Just imagine like a big ass marshmallow shaped like Buddha, like the, you know the the Buddha with the the big belly, the fat belly. That'd be a delicious ass marshmallow. It'd also be kind of big too, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. <laughs> uh, but their things uh, they give it a one out of ten, and they the, their tagline says absolute utter stupidity. And so, Marshmallow Buddha says, I was ready for a Crouching Tiger-style movie, and all I got was the worst movie I've ever seen. Uh, it was almost as bad as Baron von Munchausen. Dead script, dead acting, dead everything. Granted, there was some good fight scenes, but the positive side ends there. If this movie arrives in your house, run screaming to a phone, dial 911, and say, Please help, there is a movie in my house meant to force people to commit suicide. Well, for one thing, this movie Ooh. came out before Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Exactly. Way before. And another thing is, if the thing that you like about a martial arts film is the fighting, then guess what? That They succeeded. Right. <laughs> uh, because uh, martial arts films, especially if it's made in China and stuff like that, always have like nearly every category of uh, movies, like... Drama, comedies, uh, romance, romance. All they try to throw it all into one because it's martial arts. They want to make it fun and all that kind of stuff. And um, it also kind of goes back to I remember Tarantino talking about it that it was like it was kind of their economy. A lot of people maybe can only watch like maybe one movie like in a year or maybe once a month. So the little bit that they had had to go towards a movie that they were going to enjoy and they were going to get a little bit of everything. Like you were saying, there's going to be a little bit of comedy, you're going to have action, you're going to have the romance, you're going to have suspense. You might even have some scary stuff to throw some horror in there to scare some people. But it's like you were getting like a melting pot of all these different things. That's why a lot of these martial arts movies have like the stupid slapstick comedy, but then they have romance and then they have action and they have drama. It's all over the place. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, that guy's just retarded. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I watched this martial arts movie. I mean, I kind of like the fighting, but like the script was stupid and I don't really like the, the actors or the story. Who's like, I want to wa- watch a martial arts movie, but you fucking have to write this shit like the pianist. <laughs> like the this pianist, ha- yeah. This has to be some fucking <laughs> brilliant fucking This writer. has got to be like American Beauty, but a fucking martial arts movie. Yeah. It's like, wh- uh, no. What the fuck? Why are you, why are you like, putting wait, that kind you, of expectation? Are you saying you want Wang Fei Han's dad... To, like, try to get in shape to fuck his daughter's friend? <laughs> it's like, is that what you want to happen here? Because that's what happens in American Beauty. <laughs> right? Uh, so, 
then you go to uh, let me go to this. So this next one, uh, the, the the last one is uh, this is a two star comment, two star of ten, uh, and this is written by Goo. <laughs> this is G U, and this is October of two thousand one. So, because it was released in America, what, like, 99 or 2000, I think. Yeah, because that's when we watched it. It was, like, I want to say 2000. Um, the, in the year 2000. If you guys ever watched Conan's old show when he did the year 2000. No one remembers that. No, but, man, you ruined my, ruined my <laughs> shit. Go back and look up the year 2000 jokes from Conan O'Brien's old show. On YouTube, and you'll 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 see some funny shit in there. Them shits was like twenty years ago, people. Yeah, it's it, well, yeah, it was twenty years <laughs> exactly twenty years ago. Uh, so Goo uh, says two kung fu styles which just conflict, uh, and it says I have I have forever been a fan of the old uh, Wu Tang versus Shaolin kung fu style movies. They relied on incredible martial arts and flashy moves and achieved greatness in their simplicity. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon captivated audiences with its involving and meaningful storylines. Steve's about ready to flip this table. Like, fuck! Not everything was Crouching Tiger! So it says, uh, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon captivated audiences with its involving and meaningful storyline while also backing it with the uh, acrobatic kung fu. Iron Monkey tries so hard to mix these two movie styles, but falls short, way short. Take the Kung Fu by itself, and you have a terrific movie. Uh, Yu Rongguang has a feet faster than any I've ever seen, which made for exciting fights. However, even though the storylines of the old Wu-Tang vs. Shaolin movies weren't rock solid, the dialogue was intense. Iron Monkey's dialogue was cheesy at best, and the plot of a pseudo-Robin Hood-style hero is lost after the first 20 minutes. From then on, it's just a free-for-all. Iron Monkey is a decent kung fu movie if you want to see some uh, kicking action, leg action. But if you want a true old-style kung fu movie, I suggest The Mystery of Chess Boxing. The Mystery of Chess Boxing is good, so that's okay. But again, this movie came out before Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Right. So if anything, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon took from this movie. Took from Iron Monkey, yeah. <laughs> and another thing, the person that's in this movie was real. <laughs> yeah. So if you're just like, yeah, I mean, this st-, and look, and when you're talking about the dialogue, this movie was dubbed into English. Like years after its release in China. Yeah. The dialogue is sometimes confusing because some things don't translate well. Yeah. That's that's not a problem. If you've watched foreign films before, which clearly this apparently martial artist guru has never watched foreign films. <laughs> if you watch foreign films before, there's a couple Bruce Lee movies that are dubbed good. But sometimes the dialogue is a little confusing to Americans because it's like, that's worded a little weird. Yeah. It's just because of the translation. It's just because the translation. They don't have translations for a lot of stuff, so they try their best... To fill it in. To dub it. And you still have to try to make it look good in context. So that's how movies work. <laughs> um, yeah. But that's just so... This should, and then yet again, this person said he liked the fighting. Yeah, it's oh, I like the action, but like the story was kind of shit, and it's like, 
Well, I mean, the story is like pretty simple, actually. This is a martial arts movie, which means the main thing, the most important thing about this movie, is the martial arts. The fighting, <laughs> yeah. The fighting, as long as it looks good, it is going to be. It is gonna is gonna carry the movie because I, I mean that's, I, I that's agree. I remember thing. when I first watched it like a couple times when we we're just kind of like watching it. It's just like wait what what was that you know like the little dub you see on screen you're like what because you know you can put the subtitles on uh-huh. or whatever and you're just like wait that's that's kind of worded a little weird and then you can think about it for a second and then you're like okay I get what they're trying to say basically you probably need to just flip it around. A lot of times, like they'll say it like weird, and then yeah, well, Well, because of the way it it was said in in Chinese, sometimes you know, like names and things can be reversed from how it is for us because we're used to something different. You know, we're used to like saying names and things differently. But this, this is a, this is um, not just a dub film. It's a, it's a foreign made film, so they don't, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> if you if you think their dialogue's good or not, because it's good to them, you know. I mean, so yeah. I mean, they don't care. They don't care. Well, and you know, I think the thing too about like, especially when it comes to like martial arts films and stuff, is that uh, a lot of times the the dialogue is there to get you to the next fight. So there's some movies that are definitely like that where it's like the dialogue is really relatively simplistic, you know, because it's, you know, a lot of times they're like, okay, well, we have like these fights. How do we get them into the next fight? You know, and it could just be something simple, like especially in this movie when, um, you know, those uh, uh, like when uh, Wang Fei Hung, the boy is fighting the the dudes around the tables and stuff at that little that little kind of restaurant you know and uh he's like hitting them with the umbrella and all that kind of shit and it's like that fight is super simple yeah I how mean, it that- starts and it's like it, but that's the thing it's like a lot of times with these especially when you have a lot of these like martial arts guys especially when they're younger they're not they're not really taught how to act. They're taught how to do stunts and how to do fights. So, I mean, somebody like Jet Li who like grew his acting over years and years and years. If you watch Jet's like super early stuff, he really wasn't like a seasoned actor yet cuz he was new to it. He knew how to do all the martial arts. He's been doing that since he was a kid, but he was not really trained as an actor. He had to learn how to do that over time. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. I think a lot of people are like, yeah, I mean, but the dialogue on these and the delivery and everything is kind of cheesy. And it's like, well, for one, you're watching a dubbed copy where they're talking in English, which they would not have. You know, and it's like, even if you put it over into the Chinese version, it's still going to feel a little bit weird to us because they write differently than well, we fair, do. Well, like, like the movie Fearless, that's one of Jet Li's like, better movies like in his career or whatever. The dialogue isn't really that great unless it's between... Him and the Japanese dude. Yeah. That's amazing dialogue that was written between them two. Because they had really good chemistry and that that whole end fight and stuff was just really great. But they were kind of friends before then also. Yeah. You know, because... um, You know, that's just kind of how they built the end to. And like... um, You know, 
I can't really think of very many martial arts movies where the dialogue's like awesome. Like, just like, <laughs> oh man, they should fucking want an Oscar for that. It's, it's even like, like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It's got some. The only time you really kind of get the sense of like the acting part of it is when it's uh, Chow Yun Fat and Michelle Yeoh talking. And look, because I'll, of I'll the like romantic both those actors, but and, and I, I like that movie, but I think it's I think it's slightly overrated. <laughs> it's and I, I love Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It's not even like like, and I I, I like it. I like it a lot. It's not my. T- it's not even in my top ten martial arts movies. Yeah, it's just not. Because one thing is just it doesn't seem like a martial arts movie to the core because there's too much fantasy. There's too much floating around. Well, yeah, especially like when they do the, the fight and the bamboo and everything and stuff like that. I'm just kind of like, this is visually cool, but I want to see like actual stuff. Yeah, uh, I want to see shadow kicks, bitch. I don't want to see like like a bunch of strings and stuff like that, which was used uh-huh. through this whole thing, right? You know, and I, like I said, I like Crouching Tiger a lot, but like it's not even in my top ten. Why does everybody use that as the benchmark? Is it because it's, it's not that... the greatest martial arts movie of all time? No, I, I maybe have seen it three times. Yeah, you know? you know, and that's the thing too. I think about when it comes to like martial arts movies is I think. A lot of times when people complain about it, it's like go and watch some of these like really low budget stuff that they made in like the seventies, the eighties with like shoestring budgets and they didn't have top actors. Like literally all of their actors are basically stunt guys because they're the only ones that can do all well, the action. You know, like I've seen Bloodsport a bunch of times. Right. Kumite. I would I would honestly say like Bloodsport could legit be considered like the greatest martial arts film maybe of all time because it's definitely one of the most popular worldwide everyone knows that movie yeah if and if you went into somebody's house and you like martial arts and that movie was on you would just sit you would sit there and watch it yeah you would just be like oh cool blood sport yeah let's do that blood sport's on i think kickboxer's a lot of same way i mean it has some intense stuff in kickboxer so Jean-Claude Van Damme is definitely like somebody that's like I mean, he's one of the greatest like martial arts actors of all time. Yeah. You, and he actually was able to do the acting part from the beginning as well as the martial arts. It wasn't like he just started off doing martial arts and he was a stunt guy and did the fighting and then he eventually learned how to act. Because a lot of times that's how it would work in China. You would start off where you would, if you were a good martial artist, you would get brought into the crew and you're like, we're going to have you do the choreography, you're going to do the fights and that type of stuff. And then eventually if you had enough of a presence, they would start giving you like starring roles, you know, because that's how Gordon Liu was. Gordon Liu was like, he was just a stunt guy that they brought in because he was good at martial arts. Right. And then Yun Ping saw him and was like, you know what? He can do more because he's got the stage presence. He can he can do the facial acting and the expressions that we need. And he did well enough that Gordon just kind of built his career up and just kind of you know figuring out the acting as he went. But he started off as a martial artist, right? It's the same thing with Bruce Lee. Bruce was a martial artist, but he was you know he was you know he always kind of grew up around acting because of his parents. 
But it's like he learned the martial arts first and then kind of grew into his acting as he went. You know, that's how it's done a lot of the times. And I think sometimes when these people are like, well, you know, but this movie's no Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, or this movie borrows too much from... Like, this movie came out... Like way before Crouching Tiger did. Way before. Way before. So you can't you can't leave a comment and be like, oh this this uh, movie copy Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon too much. It's like this movie came out like years before it. What are you talking right. about? So guess what that means? Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon copied this movie. <laughs> there are some things in Iron Monkey that you're like, yeah, that kind of reminds me of some stuff from Crouching Tiger. Uh, yeah. Uh, especially like when they're doing the fight on the on the post when everything's like on fire, and they're just yeah. they're kind of like jumping between the posts. That's almost like the, when he's fighting her to try and get the green destiny back, and they're jumping between the bamboo trees and stuff like that. It's like uh, yeah, you could you could see that there's a little bit of some like visual similarity there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know the thing to me is that. Uh, you know, a lot of times the acting is not the biggest part of these. Because, I mean, like, especially when you watch Our Monkey, one of the things you notice very quickly is that the um, the the chief that's uh, in charge of, like, the law enforcement stuff, he's kind of like the, you know, he would be kind of like the, the chief of police in, like, a modern movie, you know? He's like, he's like the chief of the guards, right? And there's so much slapstick between him and, like, his, his guys, and like the shark fin soup and all that kind of stuff. It was the first time I watched it. I was like, "What the fuck is shark fin soup?" They talk about it through the whole movie, but it's like the chief. You know, he does have some dramatic parts, and he has some moments where he's like he's doing some good acting. But he's really kind of there to be more of a comic relief because when the chief shows up, usually there's some slapsticky shit going on. You know, but it's like, but to say that like you know he's. Uh, you know, this movie is like crap because of characters like that. It's like that's what gives the movie its charm. It's got those funny slapsticky moments in it that you know make it fun and make it interesting. You know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, so before we end this, let's just um, own three. Uh, the most dangerous man in Hollywood of all time. Own three. Ready? You gotta say it at the same time. Ready? Okay. One, two, three. Keanu Bill Reeves. Cosby. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we were thinking two totally different things there. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think I was right. Oh, man. This is terrible. Uh, but uh, one thing um, I did want to, uh, since we're talking about martial arts... Um, I was like reading this thing that uh, real quickly here, and then we'll 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 go ahead and uh, head out. But uh, I saw like a thing that like Bolo Young apparently has some form of cancer, mm. and um, uh, he's like uh, he's like in his seventies now. He's seventy three now. But I saw something that like he had some type of cancer, and I was wanting to make sure or see what that was because they said that his uh, he wasn't in in tremendously great health. So, Bolo, we love you, and uh, we want you to get better. Jet, we know Jet's been having some medical issues too. We don't want we want you guys to live as long as humanly possible, because I know we grew up watching like fucking Bolo movies. He was in Enter the Dragon and fucking Bloodsport. 
Bolo was like the shit when we were kids, you know, because a lot of the shit that we liked had Bolo in it. You're you know? next. Right. <laughs> so just, uh, you know, send some good vibes towards Bolo. Uh, he needs it. And just hang on as long as you can, man. Yeah, definitely uh, don't go anywhere, Bolo, because, I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, you're one of the greatest of all time. So hopefully you have plenty more years to go. And uh, this has uh, been Beyond the Craft. Peace out.